Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Free agent season is upon us. We got to get educated on who's available. That's what we're doing today. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Jake is here. Trevor's here. Producer BBD behind the dish and the offseason is also officially here. Every free agent, every player who's contract up is officially a free agent. It's about to start. So we got to get ourselves educated on who's available. What positions have the most to offer? Which ones are pretty shallow? That's what we're doing Today, Jake, you excited to find out? Trev, James, Beeves, <clears throat> sure am. Sure am. You know I'm getting ready for my front office gig one day. Uh, and it's good to see, that, you know, what the free agent pool looks like to start, where it ends up. And, uh, yeah, like, there's massive names on here. Judge DeGrom are going to break records. It starts to get a little thin, but, you know, some of the Mitch Hanegers get get my creative thoughts flowing. So I'm doing well. Nice. Trev, this episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. As always, title sponsor. Code TALKIN. Yeah, we're back. Back to code TALKIN. T-A-L-K-I-N for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. Uh, $20 off your first purchase with promo code TALKIN. Click the link in the description or download the app. Use the code. Get some tickets. Trev, how you doing? Guys, I'm doing great. I do want to treat this episode as sort of a, a lesson on free agency and who is out there. I think we're going to save some of the predictions and more of like where they're going to go for a, a episode down the road. Uh, but look, we got some rain. It's beautiful. I'm looking right outside right now. The sun is just peeking out of the clouds. I was oh. talking to Jake about mineral pools and bodies of water with rocks that heal you. So I've had a good morning. I'm ready for this. Let's do it. All right. We're going to start in uh, the infield. Catchers are part of the infield. You never really think about them. Sometimes you think it's like a side, like, you know, a side gig of the infielders. But that's what's top of the list here. So let's go over the catchers. I'll run down the names quickly, and then you guys can give your thoughts. I, uh, this seems like a top-heavy category to me. We got Wilson Contreras, Christian Vasquez, Gary Sanchez, Austin Hedges, Martin Maldonado, who's got surgery now and a bunch of stuff, played through a ton of pain, Omar Navarez. Mike Zanino and Tucker Barnhart. Bunch of catchers. My early thought, Jake, is that Contreras is the only one that you'd 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 pay to be your everyday starting catcher of this bunch. Yeah, I mean, everyday starting catcher gets tricky because there's only so much of that in today's baseball. I mean, he's a guy that you want in your lineup every day, whether it's catching or DHing. I mean, you know, I, I look at Christian Vasquez and I think starting catcher, um, but, you know, he's the kind of starting catcher that's going to play 100 games and you have another catcher that plays 60, which is which is most of the league. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny because, you know, we, we see a lot of teams with the same kind of mindset and how they view positions. Like, it feels like there's going to be three teams that are on in on Wilson Contreras and Gary Sanchez. Uh, it feels like there's going to be a team that brings in Christian Vasquez to be his guy, and then look at all these defensive dudes. Look at Hedges, uh, Zanino, and Barnhart. Like I, I think <laughs> we're going to have teams clearly focused on those guys, and whoever wins the bidding, they're going to go to the next one, and then you're going to see the value grabs defensively, and then you know Gary Sanchez at this point is he your third catcher? Is I don't think you're banking on him being a starting catcher, so. Uh, but he's a guy that can get a fan base excited really easily. We know that, Trev. You're totally right about the catcher's position. There's just so many ways that teams look at the catching position. You know, I don't think many are looking for an offensive-minded catcher in, in today's game. Um, you know, the teams that have those guys kind of want to keep them because it becomes sort of a like a massive advantage if you have a guy that can hit there. I mean, it extends your lineup, you know, exponentially. So. The secret with catchers is all these guys that you look at, they're going to be around and they're going to be on the free agency pool every couple of years. And they're going to stick around for a while because once a catcher gets, you know, the, 
you know, the recognition that he can handle a pitching staff and guys like to throw to them. Like they just have jobs, whether it's a backup catcher and they might be a backup catcher for a few years and then something breaks right and they become the starter, whatever it is, like these guys are going to be around catching because they know how to handle the staff. You look at, you know, hedges, like you're not looking at a guy like him. Great guy. You're not looking at him for his offense. You just want to see him steal some strikes for you and then be able to, you know, kind of either help a staff out or just kind of be there and not mess up what you have going on. My my quirky GM brain kicks in here, and it's like, could you get Zanino and Barnhart as your lefty righty catching platoon and pay them ten, under ten million and have like a pretty nice catcher situation? I don't know. Yeah, I mean Hedges and someone as well. If you want like the the glove and the bat, <clears throat> Hedges and Gary go somewhere, and then they just morph their bodies into Ooh. one body. <laughs> Contreras is the only one I think that's going to get like a, a real deal contract i mean vasquez might i think vasquez like, might yeah for what i mean i don't I mean, know i i like him going back to boston on a a one or two year that's what i'm saying yeah. I, I think a two-year deal where Contreras might be getting a four or five because he can hit i mean he's, yeah, he's right. an above average hitter and so I, if you're a team looking for a catcher wilson Contreras is the one that you'll be fighting over and then you'll let it sort out the guy at, uh, what about the defensive-minded guys? You think it's is is Maldonado just because of like the reputation with the the Astros? Is he like the number one kind of not not in a bad way? I mean, like that's a good reputation he has for the Astros. Handles that staff; they're they're great. Is he the guy that you go after if you want someone to help your pitching staff at out? A team I think we're going to talk about a lot this offseason, and I don't know if it's for the right reasons. Like if the Orioles brought in Maldonado, I think we'd all be like, "Ooh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna teach those young pitchers," and they're starting a Houston two over there. But I I don't know I don't know how much of the secret sauce he has, but we'll talk ourselves into it. Sure. For some reason, I see him like going over to the Cardinals and just kind of like slotting in like he's Yachty. No, a thicker. <laughs> the only way to get thicker than Yachty, they go that way. Uh, Jim, first base, it's. Not, I don't know. It's it's not deep. We got a couple veterans that you really like. That um, I don't know. I don't know where their free agency really. I think lies. this is deep. Rizzo, Abreu, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini, Yuli Gurriel, Belt, Sano makes the list after a, <laughs> a tough year. Um, what do you, when you see that? Trev says deep. What do you see? Yeah, I like it more than the catchers. I mean, Abreu's coming off a pretty good year, and he's just. A, a stud of a player. Rizzo's game-changing for your infield, as well as with the shift going away, going to be able to find himself into a lot more hits. And then you have the leadership quality, the his ability to have a two-strike approach, which I you, you hope can permeate throughout the team uh, more so. Uh, Rizzo's got a lot of intangibles that I really like. He's 33. Um, Bell's interesting. Mancini's interesting. Uh, Yuli is also pretty interesting. So... I think Abreu is the, the, the top here. Rizzo just turned down what? A fifth, one, one for 16. 16 mil. So if Rizzo's signing a two-year deal again for, for 30 or, or 40 or whatever it is, then Abreu is going to – he's 36, but he's going to be looking for the same thing. So it's, it's those two. I think there's good options here, especially if you have a, a young guy coming up or someone like like a DJ LeMayu like that can rove over there and platoon with the other guys. I think they're going to be like sought after. Not I think all these guys are going to get jobs. Oh, Yuli Mancini, Bell, Abreu, Rizzo. Trev, you think it's deep? I, think I do think it's deep. I think they're all going to get jobs. Um, you know, just uh, what degree? I think, you know, Joe's was in here before talking about how important Rizzo is to the Yankees offseason plans. And I, I, I agree with it. I agree with him. I agree with you, you know, how good he is with, we talked about catchers handling the pitching staff, Rizzo handling the infield and being able to have confidence, just wing it over there. That's very, very important. So I think he's, he's someone that I think he's going to have a, a lot of suitors. I think the Yankees are going to have to you know, give him some cash to bring him back. I think he likes being there, but I think there is going to be a bidding war for him and well, just because of the intangibles that you talked about. From some things we've heard about Rizzo, uh, I, I also don't think he's going to go to a non-contender. I think he just wants more years yes. on the deal instead of one. 
But I think he's going to go to a team that's like almost, you know, playoff berth is guaranteed and then have his shot in the postseason. Um, you know, we heard stuff that he he basically chose the Yankees and then, then the Cubs did right by him by figuring out a trade that worked because that was where he wanted mm-hmm. to go. And I think he's going to be chasing postseason. So if you're a team that's on the outside or trying to like bump up this year, I don't know if, I don't know if you can be able to throw money at him and 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 get there. I, I hope he comes back to the Yankees. Abreu is interesting. He's thirty six years old. He he had a monster year. He snuck up on yeah, us on old JM bro. team. Like you you hope it's either stay in Chicago White Sox, become a White Sox. I mean, you already are a White Sox legend. Like finish it out or end up somewhere fun and mess around and and let another market see. You know, Trev, you opened up my eyes, and it's a phrase I always come back to. When Jose Abreu's on the field, he's one of the best players on the field every time he's out there. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, Josh Bell, a team's going to talk themselves into Josh Bell, a switch-hitting monster, had a, you know, 120, 20, 128 OPS plus this year. His, a, his numbers are interesting this year. Tough, tough time in San Diego when he went over there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're looking at the potential value – if someone could get three years of Josh Bell doing some first base and DHing, and you can and you get good Josh Bell, you're going to get a value free agent. Uh, if not, you're putting your neck out there a little bit. If you know, we've seen a couple times in his career that down uh, down times hit, and I don't know. Uh, Jose Abreu to me at 36 years old seems like a a two for uh, 35 or like a, a two years 34 mil deal. If he's just yeah, I think at this point, like, he's also chasing a higher AAV rather than length. Yeah. And I don't think teams are going to give him length. An opportunity to compete, I, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, and Mancini is interesting. He's 31. Um, obviously started platooning in, in Houston. But some of the numbers are there. I don't know. Interesting. Brandon Belt seems like, you know, uh, you can get him at a, a discount right now. A team's like gonna. I know talk, he's get, a Team's gonna talk themselves. A team's gonna talk themselves. Well, if the Yankees Bell. miss out on Rizzo, they're gonna they're gonna look at Belt as a one year option because of the short porch. And I mean, if he didn't play in San Francisco, how many more home runs he'd have? I've, I've run those numbers a bunch, and it's like seven a year. Which I is mean, twenty twenty, we know he had an incredible year, and then he followed it back up in twenty twenty one, nine seventy five OPS, one sixty OPS plus. Last year, obviously, you know, he didn't play much; he was hurt, so not a great, you know, uh, walk year for him. And yeah, I think a team could definitely say we can get this guy for three years, and he can do some damage for us, and it's going to be at a discount. Yeah. Like that one, I like the oh, first yeah, base position. position. There's, there's, there's options. Yeah. Love. Like starting level options. Second base, I think you got a couple front runners maybe here. I think Colton Wong's my my main guy in, in a way. Uh, Gene Segura, obviously everyone just saw him on the big stage. Adam Frazier, fan favorite. Cesar Hernandez, Donovan Solano, and Josh Harrison. This is is more shallow than than the first baseman. Option, I believe. One second base isn't... It's a position where people slide to a lot. Or prospects that aren't playing second in the minors can get called up and play second. I'm curious to see if that's going to change, though, with the the band of the shift. Like, are we going to... Are we going to get more defensive-minded up the middle again because we have more ground to cover and we can't rely on positioning? So... I think teams are going to struggle with that and they're going to have different paths. You know, some people are going to continue to want offensive minded infielders um, and just see if they can still kind of figure out the positioning. Um, But then we're going to see some teams that value defense up the middle and we're going to kind of go back almost to like, you know, an earlier time in our game where we saw like those guys were there for their gloves and gloves only. I don't think we'll get back that far because we understand what offense means, but run prevention too. Is analytical, Jake. Do you know about analytics? You know I'm a numbers guy, Trev. Uh, uh, Colton Wong, he's got a $10 million club option that that we'll see what happens there. There's a $2 million buyout, too, so you're, you know, at that, that $8 million gap. I don't know. He, he had a pretty nice year, and I, I guess I was surprised when St. Louis let him go, too. So, so we'll see, because otherwise, 
I mean, as a lockdown starter, a team is going to talk themselves in Adam Frazier. He's got versatility. That trade, he kind of had a down year. Um, that going into free agency, I mean, what what do you do with an 80 OPS plus? Um, you know, uh, that's tough. That You're in the same bucket as a Cesar Hernandez or Donovan Solano or Josh Harrison, really. Uh, someone will like Segura, especially with the shift going away. You know what he's going to be, man. He, he's going to be Gene. He's, he's going to put some bats on balls. And if he's a guy that you can either, you know, he, you can tuck him in the two hole in your lineup. If you have him in the bottom of the lineup, you saw what that did for the Phillies. Uh, uh, he's going to get a bag. His $17 million team option got declined. So you're probably looking at a lower AV, but, you know, two years of Gene. I, I mean, that feels like a two for 30 or something like that, or maybe a two for 24. Um, and if Colin hits for agency, you got to like him too in kind of a similar role. But if he's not there, maybe Gene does better because he's kind of, he'd be the only ticket in town. I think Gene's trustworthy. If you're a GM and you're like, man, like we want to shore up our infield, our, our second base spot needs some somebody that we can just throw out there and not worry about it, you know, set it and forget it. Gene's, Gene's your guy. And he's going to have some big moments. I don't think he's, we just saw him, like James said, on the national stage, like, you know, like, you know, he might mess up, but that doesn't mean he's going to let it bother him. Like he, the moment does, is not too big for, for Gene. And he had big moments too throughout the postseason where he came through. So it's, He's a guy that I look to that probably this postseason, I think, helped him in his free agency. I, th- yeah, I think being in the postseason helps him a lot. Just on people's yeah. minds. They just watched him for so long. Well, you know you can you know you know can trust him in those situations. Yeah, just put the bat on the, on the ball. He's passed since 2016. He's have a, had a positive OPS plus except 2019 when the balls were juicy. But his stats stayed basically the same. It just everyone else in the league was hitting homers. <laughs> he didn't change his swing. No, his stat Good line. For him. His stat line stayed the exact same, but just compared to the years, that was the only year it was down. Interesting. He actually, I'm looking at his offensive numbers right now. Not great in the postseason this year, but there, I think there was, there were just times where he took the moment over, and and those just resonate with people. They did with me. Yeah, me too. I already forgot about everything, Gene. 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 After that Phillies offense just went freaking cold. Jake Story Alley cold, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of cold, if your wiener doesn't work, stay tuned to hear about these shortstops because this class of players is pretty good. It might help you out getting hard. 52% of men need help over 40 years old. So like Chris Rose's people. More than half of them need help, and Roman is here to help you. They offer genuine FDA-approved medication for as little as $4 per dose. If you saw Chris Rose and his brother together on the street, there's a better chance than not that one of them struggles with erectile dysfunction. That's just uh, math. That's, that's the just numbers. simple math. And sorry to Rose's brother. It's probably him because Rose is a oh, great guy. Oh, God. Uh, if medication is appropriate, Roman sends it right to your door with free two-day shipping. Everything arrives in a discreet package. Right now, Roman has a special offer for our listeners. Use this link to get 20% off your first order. Just go to ro.co slash talking. That's ro.co slash talking for 20% off. Say the new website in your Cali voice. Ro.co. That's not Cali voice. <laughs> it's turned a little Baltimore. Yeah. More Baltimore-y. Shortstop's preloaded, guys. Again, we thought last year was the big shortstop year. This year, kind of just as big because there's a guy that was there last year that's there again, Carlos Correa, 28 years old. Trey Turner, John Hamm, sending out videos of him talking, 29 years old. Xander Bogots is 30. Dansby Swanson, 29. Elvis Andrews is back, and uh, Jose Iglesias Name is on this list. Yeah. Those top four are starting shortstops on five-plus-year deals, you know, like maybe even more. I, I know I get that they're old, their age is there, and they might have to slide over, but we're not looking at a two-year deal for Correa, Turner, Bogart, Swanson, unless it's like 40 mil and they want to do the Correa thing again. This is a great crop of guys. 
handsome ball players that get the job done. I look at this list, and yeah, I mean, there's there are some teams out there, some high profile teams that need shortstops. And I think this crew, it like it's not going to be one guy breaks the bank. It's not going to be two guys break the bank. I think all four of these guys are going to get absolutely paid. Like they're kind of like, you know, you talk about you can talk about the numbers, which all of them were. Besides Trey, he was at four nine B war. Every other person above five. I mean, these guys are real deal players, but they just kind of let's talk more about intangibles, James. Like these these are guys that you want on your team. They're marketable. Like they're clubhouse leaders. Um, you know, they just bring a lot of things to the table. And I don't think they're old. Like for free agency, these guys are pretty freaking young. Like this is the money is here. This is when I'm looking at this, I'm seeing dollar signs everywhere. Now, Trey Turner, Xander, and Dansby will probably receive the qualifying offer and then turn it down. So they'll have draft picks attached to them. I don't think that should hurt them uh, that much or at all. But like you said, Trev, the potential suitors for this position, Minnesota, San Francisco, Atlanta, the Dodgers, um, Boston, Philly, LA Philly, I think it's going teams to that hot. teams that spend money. And yes, I do think Philly is going to want someone there that can really pick it and also provide other ways. So I'm looking at Turner and Correa that maybe Dude. Philly might be interested in one of those. Uh, we won't go too far down that conversation, but Jake, can I just is, say that yeah. Dave Dombrowski, the all in King found he's looking in his pockets right now for some extra chips. Cause I think he's, he wants to go just a little bit more all in, bro. They just a little short. Philly would love Correa eventually. Jake, what do you got? Man, what a what a heel. Uh him and Bryce. Man, I so I'm I'm looking at this a little differently than you guys. I, I the talent is here. I mean, this is this is stacked. These are these are guys that you feel like changes your season. Like, you know, it, if someone signs Gene Segura, we were just talking about second base, you're like, all right, yeah, plug Gene in. Let's get some hits, kid. You put one of these guys in. You're talking about Dansby, uh, Gold Glove at shortstop. You're talking about Trey Turner, uh, a guy that puts up, you know, fantasy numbers. Correa, you know, at all world when he's right. Xander Bogarts has hit for a decade, and he's and he's gonna hit some more. For me, I, I'm curious about the ripple effect of free agency here, because as we're talking about the some of the thinner spots of free agency, and we saw this happen with last year's shortstops, you know. Uh, could Trey Turner, a team, look at him at second base? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think Trey Turner, even a team, could talk themselves into him being their left fielder if, if their infield is really locked up. Like, he, he can do whatever he wants that we're going to see. One of the talented teams is going to be in on Trey Turner, and if their shortstop position is locked up, is he willing to move somewhere else? I think we've seen in his previously in his career that he would. So if a team like the Giants misses out on Judge, you know, do they turn to Trey Turner with that money? And, you know, Brandon Crawford's still around. I, I don't know. Um, you know, Xander Bogarts, uh, I, his shortstop play has been in question over the past couple years. Is there a team that views him as a third baseman or a second baseman? Um, I don't know, because third base, we haven't gotten there yet, but that's pretty thin. So I, I'm interested to see how the ripple effects of free agency, if, if a couple of the big teams going for judge, whether it's the Mets or San Fran, Say he goes back to the Yankees. You know, do they use that money elsewhere on Trey Turner, where if it's the Mets, they have Lindor. Uh, and he's still an all-world shortstop, but you could put Trey at second. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see. And Dansby is the one that I'm just I'm fighting blind on. Um, because where is he going? The Braves locked everyone else up, which makes me think him not being locked up means he's not going back there. Does, like, Boston get involved there? And and he's their shortstop. His hair can turn Boston-y pretty quick. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Uh, the, class is, the class is juiced. And uh, you know Correa, after doing that one-year thing and changing agencies in every year, he's trying to break the bank, break the bank. Well, he opted out of 35 mil for this year, but his back is a concern, and I think that cost him a little bit of money or long, long-term last offseason, so I'm interested there. I think Trey Turner's the, the main guy here. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to be good with any of these guys. I, I like Trey Turner myself as well as the as the 
guy I would look to if I'm looking to fill a shortstop need because I think he could, like you're saying, Jake, you, you could move him off of that position. And I, you don't need to right now, but you could. And I think his body just holds up. I think he has that type of body that can go anywhere and play any and play any position. I mean, so you can say you can say this. You can say that about any of these guys. You can play shortstop at the big league level. You can do anything. I'm interested to see. Fangraphs has Correa getting more years and a higher AAV. I mean, they're just guessing, but it's interesting. He is younger, but only a year younger. So. Did they have that last year too? I mean, probably they had Correa probably. getting yeah. three hundred. I wonder who goes first. You know, because <gasps> you could. Dansby goes to the Braves first. That kind of sets a price range for the rest of the guys that you know I think Turner and Correa are going to want to beat that. So this will be a little bit of a puzzle piece that the first one that drops, and maybe this is a position that holds out for a while. But it's definitely a fun one and an interesting one because there's a lot of teams, if they don't go get, you know, San Francisco Giants are supposed to be, supposedly all in on Judge. If they don't get Judge, I think they're going to go after Turner. So... These guys are game changers. Like you yeah. get him on, you get yeah. one of these guys on your team. You're like, our season is headed in a different direction. Yes. And by the way, the those Dodgers, like they they let Scherzer walk last year. Like I, I don't think they're just gonna let like Trey Turner go. And if they do, like one of those guys is coming in, right? So yeah, the, Dan, Dansby back with Freddie. The big boys, the big boys are bidding this year. Yes. Third baseman's a little a little uh, less. And then we got Justin hey. Turner, 38 years old, coming off a, a good year. Uh, Brandon Drury, Jace Peterson, Joey Wendell, mm. and our guy Evan Longoria, 37. It's a lighter class. That's where, uh, that's where I'm not Xander Bogarts. I'll never be Xander Bogarts. But if I'm looking at him and I'm competing with that shortstop pool, or... If I'm open to playing third base, I think I'm, like, the king of the hill big time. Like, I, I'm the free agent third baseman, kind of a la Simeon to second base last year. I, I think he might he might make better bread that way. But we'll see. Because otherwise, how many, how many of these guys can you pencil in as your third base starter next year? Drury? Turner? I mean, Turner's getting up there in age, and he played a lot of DH last year. That, like, 62 games at DH last season, he's going to be 38 next year. Like, to pencil him as your everyday third baseman, I don't think you can do that. How much of that was the Dodgers' makeup and having so many guys versus his need to play DH? He's also just really in L.A. Like L.A. It culture. Doesn't LA, like, it doesn't have shock they, me. They haven't made a decision on him yet, have they? It's a team option, right? Sixteen million dollar club option, yeah. They need to make it within like today, or yeah. we're recording by the time this, this on is Tuesday. Out. I think they might make it by tomorrow. I mean, you don't see any of these third basemen get any of these guys getting a three year deal, right? I think Drury could. I think Drury might have played himself into that this year, where teams like okay, like we can see he's got versatility. You know, maybe we can tap into something. It's not going to be a, a huge AAV, but hey, man, what did Profar like, get that one time? Yeah, like a. Th- I think it's like for three 21. for 24 or something like that. Wasn't it? Yeah, it's a tick up from there. Would you know what, man? That's awesome for Drury. Awesome for Drury who was up and down and battled yeah. a bunch of yeah. stuff and got yeah. in the right situation and took advantage of it. I yeah. mean, you're on the Reds team that wasn't going to do anything. Maybe that's what they're looking at. Three years, 21, that Profar got, and maybe that's what Drury can try and go get. I don't know. Either way, man, that's dude. Bad. That's life. Like that's awesome. <laughs> that's life. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I, the the one I always think about is Sonny Gray when the Reds locked him up. It was like three years for whatever it was. Like you know, they Sonny Gray was coming off the Yankee times, which were kind of tough for him. But you know, they took a chance on him. It kind of paid off immediately because he was back to being Sonny Gray. Some team is going to be like Brandon Drury has the look, man. Trev, you say it. Uh, we saw it when Tre- when he came over the Yankees. You're like, that guy looks like a, ba- a damn ball player. He just put it together. There's a story behind it, kind of why it wasn't together. Now it looks like it is. If you're a team looking for a value guy that, yeah, maybe you could get a really good signing at third base for two, three years. He, he, he might have just walked into the perfect free agency. 
I don't know about that, but I hope he gets his money. Get paid. I think what we said. I think the pro far deal is 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 about right. Yeah, three for twenty one. The Turner thing's very interesting, man, because he's been a Dodger for so long, and he means a lot, and they can just pick him up on a one year deal, and and could that be the last hurrah? I'm yeah. curious to see how that goes because he's a, he is you said he's a legend, he's a Dodger legend. That's the infielders. Shortstop heavy, some good first base, one one solid catcher, hitting catcher, but one catcher you'd like multi years, you're the starter. Yeah. Yeah. Evan Longoria too. My backyard to hang out with me. Okay. The warehouse. Maybe. Sports warehouse. Right now. We're signing. He, he him. wants he wants to be in the Pinstripe couch. strong. We're signing him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Joe. he needs to be on Joe's team. <laughs> All right, let's pivot to the outfielders that are available. It's sunny out in the outfield. You got to wear your Shady Rays sunglasses when you're out there playing. Shady Rays has one of the best deals. Uh, Any company that gives our audience deals. We like. Yeah. 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. So it's BOGO, buy one, get one, basically. ShadyRays.com, use code TALKING for 50% off. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're nice. We wear them all the time. I have, like, three pairs. They're lightweight. I, I'm not a sunglasses guy. I like them. I think they're trying to do some big stuff with Jake and I as well. So be on the lookout for that. They have over 200,000 five-star reviews. And if you lose them or break them, you get free returns and exchanges. So you're going to love your Shady Rays. Put them on. Go shag some balls in the outfield. Starting center field. Mm. We can kind of do this as a whole if you want, or I don't know how you guys want to break it up. Obviously, Judge is the big name. Nimmo at center field is going to be sought after, I think. You got Duvall and Kiermeyer. Left field, you have Profar, Brantley, Benintendi. I guess there's more names on here than imagined at first conforto wow yeah okay hanniger judge you want to break him down by position or or how do you want to do it jake um it the outfield is interesting this year judge is going to headline everything um and and maybe we do that uh nimmo again sometimes he doesn't feel real life to me because his stats are off the chart what he's done in center field um, is really impressive. That's why we highlight it uh, on the All-JM team. Uh, and he's done it in the New York market. So, like, Brandon Nimmo's going to break the bank a little bit. And then the other guy, I think there's three. So, I think we start off with Judge, Nimmo, and I think Andrew Benintendi. Coming off a big year, uh, all-star. He's kind of the the style of baseball that we we think will be more chic if you can play that way. He can play that way. There's going to be defense. And then after them, there's kind of a big drop-off, right? It's, um, you know, uh, you can talk yourself into Jock as uh, the platoon or, or DH guy, which he's on the right side. Profar is kind of your super utility that had a really nice year. Brantley might be a DH at this point. The other guys kind of all have their, eh, oh, eh. those three, and I think Andrew Benteni's stock is just going to go up this free agency, and he might... I think he's going to get more than whatever the experts are predicting. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right about Nimmo and what he's done there and proven himself in that market. And, you know, the knock on him for a long time has been, like, can he stay healthy and and, and do that? He played 151 games this year. It says he has a new training regimen. Mm. So you put up those numbers and you have that story behind it. Now teams are like, okay, I can dream upon this guy being healthy and doing it. So I do think he's going to get a sizable deal. For sizable years. Um, and then, yeah, Judge, who knows what's going to happen with Judge. I think we're going to see a lot of creative stuff. We're going to see massive offers. We're going to see huge AAV short-term stuff. We're going to see 12-year deals. I think that the Yankees are going to have to do that, like the jumbo deal. Like, let's pay this guy to be there for the next 12 years. Um, and then there are going to be other teams that offer him higher AAV. I think he likes the years. I think he wants to be a Hall of Famer and kind of put up those counting stats because he can. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every time you go through an outfield class during free agency, it all just kind of ha- – you have to let the big dogs shake out first, and then everyone else kind of reacts to that. You might snag someone here and there 
like a, a Jock Peterson might go somewhere really quickly for one year because someone really likes what he does platoon wise. Um, but for the rest of it, I think it's kind of a waiting game on where some of these big boys are going to land. Yeah, I think those three names are there. Profar had a good year. Um, he's kind of interesting. He declined an $8.3 million player option. Yeah, and he's 30, so maybe he's looking for like a five-year deal and just the lower AAV and just, you know, let me play out my career somewhere and have the uh, comfort of knowing that I'm good. Yeah. I don't know, just totally projecting, but... You also have the the guy from um, Japan, yeah. Masataka. Yeah, that's yes. fun to say. Is that how you pronounce it, Masataka Yoshida? Reads right to me. I'm I'm not super. I haven't been scouting his games like I like to. Um, but J- yeah. Japanese names are usually pretty phonetical the way they're translated. For doesn't look English. like there'd be too many curveballs in there because because they're translating it from Japanese characters to English characters. Imagine if they it's translated it and didn't make it phonetically correct. That would be yeah. like ridiculous of them. You kind of messed up. You've lost me. You I, guys have lost me. I think there is a, uh, I talked about that first tier, the second tier. We love kind of the unknown and Hey, I hope Masataka Yoshida comes over here and is a world beater. Let's see where he lands. I, <laughs> to give you more of a scouting report than that, I really can't do it for you. Uh, the two other guys that, that really jumped out for me, Conforto. I mean, think about where yeah. we've come with him. We, we thought he was going to be a nine-figure guy. Shoulder thing, doesn't play at all this year. Okay. Um, you know, does it sound like someone will talk themselves into him after a good BP? I can already read the Heyman tweet. Um <laughs> Mitch so there's going to be a freaking grainy video on social media of him <laughs> hitting the bomb. This? Did we ever get to the bottom of his injury and why no one gave him any? Wasn't it, it was a shoulder thing, right? I think it was like yeah, a jacked up shoulder. more shady to it, though, because people have signed injured players before. Nah, seen he's healthy, ready to go. Pay that man. And, and then the other guy that stands out to me is Mitch Hanniger. Mitch Hanniger only played 57 games this year after missing three months with an ankle sprain. Uh, the year before it, he hit 39 dongs. Uh, a guy who's similar but different in his free agency was Kyle Schwarber, right? Like, Kyle Schwarber initially timed his free agency kind of at the wrong time. He got that one-year deal. He went nuts. I don't see Hanniger having to do that because, um, you know, a 114 OPS plus in that small time frame, I don't think that hurt him at all. But a team is with the kind of thin depth at corner outfield. If you want a guy with the potential to hit you 30 bombs uh, and play corner outfield, I, I think Mitch Hanniger um, is easy a guy for that. Um, that's kind of the second tier. And then after that, I don't know. I think you guys are missing a big one. Okay. I think Michael Brantley gets a nice look from somebody. I think his his track record is enough for him to command, you know, a, a one in one type thing, like a one year deal with maybe like a mutual option on the back end of it or something like that. He's too good of a hitter not to get another deal. You want him around your franchise. You want him around your lineup. He's still productive when he's on the field, and I think that some a smart team is going to come and swoop him up. How much does him? Proving he's healthy and get the off season now. I mean, yeah, anyone can pretty much say I'm we're, we're ready to go and for spring training. So he's also like not in a shots fired way. It's not like he's a power guy anyway. So even if you know the home run stroke isn't there, less than ten homers the last several years. So we think about all the teams that we talked about, like in the in the postseason. We're like, dude, we need like a hitter. Yeah. We need like a hitter. Michael Brantley's a hitter. I, uh, you know, small left field. You're either looking at a DH or Houston brings him back. Everyone's talking about that speech. Or I've been wondering what the Red Sox are going to do. My goodness. He would just flick balls off the monster all day, play a little left field, DH. I mean, Michael Brantley's going to get a job. Easy. Yeah, I wonder... I mean, you got, wonder how much guys want to chase rings or money, you know? 
because there was someone I mean, else. He's made enough money. I think that he wants to go somewhere. He wants to win. Good. Yeah. When you when but you also look like at... he doesn't want to be disrespected. Like you know, like he'll he'll take a if he's not getting an the offer that he wants from a contender and some a, a different team that's maybe not so much a contender offers him what he wants. I think he's probably going to go there. Yeah, and you you look at the the DHs, which I'll slide into outfielder section. You got Martinez, Carpenter, Cruz, Santana. Those are guys if they're getting one year, two year deal. Well, Martinez might get more, but Carpenter, Cruz, Santana, like they're just looking to be on a team where they can DH, play veteran leadership role, uh, platoon, and get a shot at a ring. Right? Seems like that's what Carpenter's yeah. going to chase. Go back to St. Louis, replace Pujols, just. Just legend, so mm. DH. New, I like it. New St. Louis position, just the legend spot. Legend spot. Yachty will this, come back next year legend. and make his return. They brought back Matt Holiday to be bench coach. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they've got to be friends. Must. You think Martinez is JD's getting a big anything? He can hit, huh. right? He, so the he Red Sox, are thing? they're saying, might not give him the qualifying offer. They don't want to so lose that's, a draft. They don't want to lose a draft pick over it. What's that? They don't want to lose a draft. They don't want to other way. Yeah. They, no, they don't want him to. Money. They don't want him to sign one year back yeah, for they don't want twenty million dollars. Yeah. That's why they wouldn't offer it. Huh. Or out of a sign of respect, sometimes teams will do that. And say we're not going to offer it to you. That's what they tell uh, Kershaw. Dude, he's getting Go a gig. I mean, he hit. He had a 117 OPS plus this year, and I, I mean, I think he faded a lot down the stretch, and I think the Red Sox season uh, kind of was fading a lot down the stretch. So, yeah, if you if you got a DH slot, which a lot of teams do, like being a DH is really hard. Uh, a lot of guys are super uncomfortable not playing the field and having four at-bats a game. Come come back home to Arizona, J.D. J.D. was an all-star this year, last yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah. Four of the last five. <laughs> Motherfucker can hit, dude. Come back to Arizona, big guy. All right. That's all the bats and gloves. We move on Hmm. to pitchers. Yes. The pitchers, the free agent pitchers, brought to you by True Classic. Hmm. True Classic designed tees to make all the fellas out there feel confident in their clothing. They make pitchers feel like athletes. From gym rats to dad bods. With True Classic shirts, you'll get lots of nods. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. A desirable look that can be achieved with every body type, even yours and mine. True Classic offers other menswear as well, ranging from polos to workout shirts to boxer briefs. And for listeners who are well-endowed, They have long options for the tall guys up to XXXL. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with code baseball. That's 25% off with code baseball plus free shipping included on purchases over $100. Once you put True Classic on your back, that'll be your new favorite shirt stack. True Classic code baseball. Trev, there's a big pitcher. A big, big pitcher on the list. And if Verlander opts out, there's a, another big pitcher who's going to have a, another Cy Young soon on the list of free agents. And then Kershaw? See, it's another. I mean, it's a different level of... I think Rodon's the other, like, big entering free agency at the right time to get Yeah, paid. but he's not name-wise. Right. Can I... Rom, Verlander, Kershaw are, like, fucking names. Can I preface this segment real quick? I want to acknowledge a couple guys, and I think this starting pitchers group should also acknowledge these dudes. Adam Wainwright and Justin Verlander, pitching how they pitched at their age, has opened the door for all these motherfuckers to get real deals with length into their upper 30s and possibly even into their 40s because of what these guys have been able to do. They've shown that it can be done with, you know, whatever training that, that we have, you know, like we're getting better in that regard. Guys are aging better. And then you have the example of it being set. Like Justin Verlander is going to win the fucking Cy Young at what, 40? Yep. 
So these guys, you know, like um, a DeGrom, for instance, you know, 34 health issues. I understand that before we're not so sure what would happen. But like now they can dream upon him pitching six more years at, at an elite rate. Uh, Kershaw, the same thing, 35 years old. You know, before we might say, okay, yeah, one, uh, let's, let's go year to year like he's been doing. But I think that's on his prefer his preference. Like I think that if he wanted to, he could command a deal of three to four years at this age. I don't. I don't think he wants that, but he could because of Verlander and Wainwright. So I just want to give a shout out to those guys. We are gonna see some dudes get paid. Um, yes, I, I, I'm going to reverse engineer this a little bit because your boy Led Zeflin turned down a 15 million dollar option, which he's 29, and you know the 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 money may end up around there a little less, but it'll get more years. That's kind of the whole point of free agency. But you're working up from here, and this was a year of pitching that man on your way to the Degroms, Verlanders, and Rodons, and Clayton, who you know. Verlander and Kershaw, they get to dictate whatever the hell they want. Um, yeah. You know, DeGrom's going to get a bigger AAV than I think we've ever seen because when he's at his best, it's the best we've ever seen a starting pitcher. I mean, from Bassett to Avaldi, he's been the Red Sox one for a while now, and when you pitch at Fenway, man, that's brutal. You add two runs, like a game. Um, you know, down to Michael Walker dropped it this year, Quintana, Martin Perez. How often did we talk about him this year that, you know, a guy that threw 200 innings with a 2.89 ERA, that's someone you got to pay. So, like, the starting pitching, I guess I'm a little surprised jumping into it. I thought it was going to be DeGrom, Verlander, Rodon, but there's a lot of dudes are going to get zeros in their paychecks uh, and good for them. And like you said, a little homage to some of the pitchers that have done it the past couple years because normally we would have said Jacob deGrom, 34, maybe a test or two year. Now, I mean, you're talking three, four years at maybe the highest AAV we've seen. He declined 30. <laughs> I, I called, what, like last year? I said, this guy's going to this guy's gonna say $50 million just because he had the leverage. Now, this year you only uh, started 11 games. Yeah, how much does this year hurt him? Uh, Rodon so I was, I was thinking about that. I don't. I when he pitched, James, eleven games, three oh eight. His WHIP was point seven four. I mean, like, so he's he's still showing dominant stuff. And I know there's like um, a little bit of hesitation. You know, eleven games started, not great, not where you want to be in a walk here. But the track record's there, and the fact that he just you sign Scherzer to that deal, you and, and you in your mind, like I said, Stevie wants a one-two like that. I think he just has leverage with the Mets like like crazy right now. I'm interested to see um, if it's just high AAV and shorter years. Get him, yes. for, get him for four years for 35 a year or something like that. Uh, where Rodon's 29 or 30 years old, uh, he led the league in FIP. He had signed a... A deal last year because they were concerned about his shoulder. His velo stayed the same. His results got better, I believe. The San Francisco Giants had some of the worst infield defense, and he still pitched great as a ground ball pitcher there. He's looking, he's gonna get a hundred mil. I don't know how it gets spread out over how long, but he's gonna get a big, big deal. Yes. Yeah, I think it it's gonna push over that quite significantly too. So it's Kershaw's another one of the guys that we're looking at. And like you said, Jake, he can kind of do whatever he wants. Um, he's from the Dallas area. Does There's been a lot of rumor that maybe he takes that job with the Rangers. And maybe that if he does that, he might stay stick around a little bit longer. You know, settle in back home and, and, and do that whole thing. Because that is important to these guys, you know. When you get to this age, when you have kids like that, they become a factor, which teams have to think about. You know, like before, if you if you get a guy and he doesn't have, you know, young children that, you know, need to be in school, like that opens the the world up to the guys. But when you have kids, like they become your number one priority almost. And so teams have to think about that. Kershaw, I think if he comes back to L.A., probably another one-year deal. If he goes to the Rangers, I could see him sticking around for a little bit longer. Man, those – the Dodger guys uh, throw this off for me. I mean, Heaney was really good when he was pitching. Tyler Anderson had an incredible year. Like, 
Think, think about what we would normally say about a guy entering free agency who threw 178 innings to a 257 ERA. You think any teams are out there are like, oh shit, like we can't like help you in the way the Dodgers helped you. So just definitely never, just never mind. Can you tell us what they told you? <laughs> well, we swear we'll sign you. Just tell you me the what they book? told you. Yeah. You you help us. <laughs> we do have another um Another guy coming, posting from Japan. Now I'm I'm gonna mess this name up. Come on, Kudai Senga. Sure, right-handed pitcher. He's 30 uh, years old. They say it's not guaranteed that he'll sign with an MLB team. He's expected to weigh offers from them this winter. Tanaka's career also two five nine, 111 whip, and he throws cheese. Mm. He's been clocked at 102 miles an hour. So I like that. Jeez. Yankees. That's straight. That's hittable. Yankees. You know? Who but, had the Who had the lowest DRA out of Verlander, Kershaw, Rodon, Degrom last year? What's that? Verlander, right? Verlander, one seven five. Who had the second lowest DRA? Kershaw, Rodon, Degrom. Kershaw, two two eight. <laughs> the joke. Kershaw gets no respect. It kind of doesn't, man. He doesn't. It's because he wears Skechers. Skechers. Yeah. Two, two, eight. 22 starts. I don't think I ever faced him, man. Like, I need to, like, I need to know what's up. Like, with that curveball. Like, is that a little hitch in his wind-up fuck with you? Like. Yes. Dang, man. Dang. So, what do you think? Do you think, is any news on Verlander yet? I mean, he's well, gonna... the Jim Crane after the World Series said that's his first call is going to be to Verlander to work something out. Like, there's a there's an option there. I believe he has a player option. Yeah, yeah, he should opt out. Out, and then Crane wants to sign him back. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, no shit. Figure at least get another year tacked on. Free get agency. him all. Get, get him all. He's drunk, Crane. Free agency better <laughs> when you're coming off Tommy John at 39, or coming off the Cy Young. He's gonna opt out. You know, this this class of, of starting pitchers that we're talking about right now, it doesn't matter if your rotation is full right now. Like, if you're a team or a GM and you're like, well, we got, you know, four starters and prospects. You're like, well, you make room. You just sign these guys because they're not going to be available for the next three years and your, your opponent and your competitors are going to grab them. Rodon's awesome. Remember when he got non-tendered? Then re-signed with the White... Was that what it is? Then re-signed yes. with the White Sox? Yes. Great. I hope there's real leverage here. I hope that this offseason plays out the way it should play out, where there are teams like getting creative, really trying to pry Jacob DeGrom away from the Mets, or really trying to pry Verlander away from the Astros. I hope there's some creative GMs out there and ownership that allows the flexibility, and I hope some... Some wacky shit happens, man. I hope the Orioles make a splash in free agency and say, fuck, like, let's just go. Like, we got, we, we kind of got a thing going here. Let's go set an example. The Dodgers have work to do. I think that's one thing we're going to talk about, you know, going, you know, into the offseason. Like, they're more, uns- I know they have the guys, they have, still have a core there, but they're more unstable than they've been in a long time. Give me Masahiro Tanaka. Mm. Yeah. No other team wants him. Is he coming back? I don't know. When he left, he left because of kind of COVID and, and some shitty reasons. And he said he, he he left it open. He's like, I got unfinished business. I still want to win a World Series. So he might. He's only 35 years old. He's 30, or he's 33 years old. Hot. I saw a, a monkey pox um, like sign in a bathroom in New York City. So I don't think he's coming back to New York City. I don't think the Yankees are going to do it anyway. Bunch of punks. They got Montas, so they're set. Anyone else you want to talk about? Syndergaard, Granke, Gibby, Clevenger, Kluber? Who are the Blue Jays going to go get? Hmm. You, think, you think they'll be really aggressive out there? They'll get Syndergaard and Paxton. Or Taiwan Walker feels like they'd go grab him. Tyone, he shut him down every game. Maybe he didn't. I think it felt like he was shutting him down a lot. No, he did well against the Jays. That was like his Good team. for Zach. Go get paid, big guy. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's a lot of names. I mean, those are going to start coming off the board like in a like a waterfall. Once once that like that tier starts going, I think that tier is going to go. The big names might take a while, but once that middle ground there starts moving, it might just be tumbling. Some of these pitchers are like like I was talking about with the catcher situation, where once you establish yourself as a guy that can get outs in the big leagues and like and like throw innings and like be effective, teams are just going to sign you. Like you you need like teams understand they need surplus starting pitching. And if you're a guy that can just like answer the bell, like you're going to continue to get jobs and continue to get jobs and continue to get jobs. You might not get that high end money anymore, but like teams are going to be like, you know what? For eight mil or 10 mil, we I can dream upon this guy 130 innings, you know, like it's, it's one of those type of things. So congrats to all these guys. Cause they're all going to make good money. Okay. You just, you just described Michael Walker's last year. Buck twenty seven innings, a three three two ERA. I mean that whole second tier of pitchers that you talk about, teams will be happy to throw eight million at them and hope yeah. they click. Yeah, like, like Andrew Heaney, Dodge right here, eight million dollars. Tyler Anderson, eight million dollars. Come yeah. on. Relief pitchers, we can do this for a little bit. Edwin Diaz came off the board already. The Mets signed him to a five years hundred? Hundred. Hundred and two. That's wild. I didn't think relievers were going to get that much money anymore. I thought that whole market was shifting. Good for him. What does that mean for the rest of these relievers? Jansen, Montero, Robert Suarez, Nick Martinez. I mean, uh, the the part with Edwin is, uh, like a lot of these free agents, when the numbers start to multiply is when you're young. He's he's 28. Um, he turns 29 next year. Like, we're, we're talking about Kenley. Um, you know, Kenley's 35 now, uh, so he'll, he'll get one year somewhere and it'll be north of 10 mil and, uh, whoever is looking for outs on the back end, he led the NL with saves this year. Um, you know, you, you get kind of a full experience from Kenley sometimes, but at end of the day, the numbers end up there. Montero kind of the, the breakout, one of the breakout guys this year, him and Suarez, um, you know, a couple playoff superstars this year that. Um. Yeah, I I feel like that this is the area we've talked about how teams want to juice up the AAVs. I think we might see that with relievers. Like if Rafael Montero, he's 32. He's he broke out. He kind of got into the Houston whatever Houston's got going on down there and it works. Do you want to give him a 4-year deal? I I don't think so. Would I give him 2 years and juice it up and hopefully you get what you got last year? Yeah. Um so, I mean, for him, Suarez, Nick Martinez, um, it really is. It's a veteran crop, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, if- it's a ton of names. Do you think anyone's getting four years here? I mean, I just no, said. This, this is a situation where a team is going to say, okay, here's what we need, and we're missing this type of break from our reliever. This, you know, they're just looking at things that could fit their roster perfectly and then you kind of are going to try to manipulate these guys into that like if you need a guy that gets lefties out or you need a sweeping breaking ball because you already have enough 12-6 breaking balls or you need a different arm angle to look at and you start to go through these guys and whatever fits you know what we need there's not going to be a lot of long-term deals it's a pretty shallow pool and honestly like getting relievers in free agency has never been like kind of the way to do it you know it's you find some young guys in trades you or you go like a low AAV and, and and just throw a bunch of you know darts at the board and see what happens. Kind of that's that's what it seems like to me has has worked for teams, you know, in the uh, recent years. Not a lot of long term deals uh, for relievers has kind of like been the way to do it. Yeah, um, but it is interesting the names down there. Oh, I mean, you get you start getting into the depths of it. The Taylor Rogers, Kimbrel, Chafe, and Robertson. I mean, we've all seen those guys get a lot of big outs. Chapman, uh, Chappy, uh, yeah, I, I, D uh, Rob, Canley, Green, a lot of Yankee. Hey, Yankee fun relievers from the years past. What if Chapman went to the Astros? Now that's a storyline right there. Now that's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, the the guys that you might you could see maybe three years from at the lower AV. I think Suarez and Nick Martinez they both have had unique kind of baseball stories to get to this point. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, I mean, it's with every team having kids in their farm that throw ninety eight plus. 
when the option is give a guy 10 mil a year or try out three of these guys and maybe one of them clicks, uh, most teams are going that way. But there was like, you know, there was a, there was a couple years ago where teams all of a sudden decided that middle relievers were valuable and they were going to give them high AABs. Do you remember that? Yeah, the Yankees. And like Anthony Swarzak got a little piece of bread. Swizzle. and like Yeah, Yankees. Little sticks got broke off. So like out of this crop, kind of what I was talking about before, like if if someone's like, man, there's the diamond in the rough. I think we might see a few of those deals. You're like, what? They just gave who? $8 million? Like kind of like a Heaney situation where the Dodgers were like, we think we see something that we can improve on and we're just going to go take this guy off the market at a very reasonable AAV that might seem unreasonable to other people. To us, that's very reasonable. And they did it. I think there's going to be a couple of those uh, in this category, maybe an odd, Adam Ottavino. I feel like teams always look at him like this guy can miss bats with the <laughs> best of them. Let's it. just go sign him. That's yeah. uh when when talking baseball gets a team or John Boy Media gets a team, you hire someone from the Razor Dodgers to run all your bullpen hires, and you go knock yourself out. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved. Go find that that spin you like. Enjoy. That's it. That's all of them. We'll do another episode in the future where we kind of like narrow down what teams are looking for what. Obviously, we'll react when things happen. We have to do like a little prediction show or maybe we draft it. Something fun. This was kind of just a glossary. Welcome to the landscape. Is that a navy hat or a black hat? Yes. Drag shock.